Well, howdy, folks. You ever think, boy, I sure do need a podcast? <laughs> Ideally, one with a kind of shaky accent. <laughs> well, then, you need Loading Ready Run podcasts. We have all kinds of accents. This is Loading Ready Run.com podcast for February 24th, 2011. Alright, so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the discount deities. Yes, clearly. Yes. And, and uh, uh, ways to close the deal. Ways to close the deal. Oh, yes. So, discount deities. Yeah. Um, I do not recall the exact conversation that, that brought this up, but Kathleen was trying to talk about a Shawgoth, and you said Shamalama Goth or something. No, that was you. You're the one who came up with Shamalamagoth. Well, you were talking about some... You were trying to talk about one of the Lovecraftian monsters. I don't know. We and were you, playing you, magic. You mispronounced it or something. And I was like, what the hell is that? Some kind of discount deity or whatever. And then... And then I was like, oh my god, what if cultists couldn't afford to license the right to their deities? And then they had to go with, like, Gennaro deities. And sort of the whole I think Kathleen and I each came up with, like... We each came up with a different idea for a video and just used both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, to be honest, the uh, the the ad for a discount deity warehouse and Eldritch Emporium uh, doesn't wouldn't really have legs for an entire five minute video. Uh, and then we both uh, we both uh, wrote both parts, which was fun. Um, we did a lot of research on on the Elder Gods. Uh, a Wikipedia page was extensively read. Yes, <laughs> several. We were looking for different descriptions. The z- the, the particular page we were looking at described them all, and pretty much all of them, the the descriptions are just like a sort of misshapen mound, or a misshapen mound covered in eyeballs, and or a mound of slime with tentacles. I thought, I thought that you couldn't actually read a description of an elder god without going insane. Oh. Yeah, that, that was part These of the are pretty thing. vague descriptions. That, ex- that explains a lot. Like you, you see one, yeah. and you, you're like, oh my god, that's what it looks like, and you go insane, and you write about it, and you're able to write about it in ways that no human mind should be able to describe something. And so your description... <laughs> is also, like, someone reads it and they go, oh my god, that's insane, and they go crazy. They're not using proper punctuation. But, uh, like, I I assume that a Wikipedia description is just not quite crazy enough. Uh, uh, That always struck me as, like, you know, kind of a cop-out on Lovecraft's part. The whole, like, you know, can't actually be described in sufficient detail, otherwise you go insane. Some of them are, like, Migo, which are, like, they've they've got feathery wings and... Uh, create contraptions of unusual complexity. Does he ever actually encounter one and encounter a contraption of unusual complexity? <laughs> they do encounter contraptions of unusual complexity, but they don't realize that's what they are. How complex does it have to get to be unusual? Oh, it's pretty complex. I guess it's, I mean, it's unusual... Unusually complex for a bird-like creature. I, I just find I guess. it funny that like that's that's the horrifying description. It's yeah, like, it's unusual. Like... Co- they create devices <laughs> of unusual complexity. Oh, oh no! I wonder if they can wind my watch. Uh... There was one specifically I wanted to to joke about, which we'd talked about before once. Uh, 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 Paul, you and I, I think, which was like the one that, like, it was. I, I believe it was from a short story, and it like doubles in size every. Every how often or something, and by the end of the book, it's taken over the world or whatever it was. I don't entirely recall, but I looked it up and, it, or I, I tried to look it up, and I don't, I couldn't find any any mention of it as a as a Lovecraft as maybe a Lovecraft it's so monster. big that you can't even write about it anymore. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the guy who was right. supposed to do that Wikipedia entry went insane. Went insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was marked for deletion. Yeah, there's a lot of 
really ones <laughs> because with, it didn't have a neutral point of view. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ones with really uh, wacky names. That's I did like um, uh, relegating uh, Yig, the father of serpents, to a god that will make appearances at birthday parties, just because compared to the other ones, he sounds really lame. You know, like you know, Super like run to God, the is, Undying. Yig is pretty cool, though. Like there was a, a whole like campaign series in the Call of Cthulhu RPG about Yig that was like really, really good. Really, yeah, cool. I think we're going to be running Call of Cthulhu soon, so like, maybe we can do fun. that. Nice. Um, yeah, and oh, the uh, I don't know where the idea for Snuggies came from. But I'm so glad that we had that idea. Well, I'm so that was glad super we were able funny. to find five Snuggies of the same color. Now, the we reason, looked at a lot of places. The Did reason, you go to Walmart? Yeah. The, where we ended up having okay. to go. The reason I wanted uh, to use Snuggies was because ever since the very first ads for Snuggies started running on TV, when they showed them out in public in the red ones, I was like, holy shit, those look like cultist robes. And we hadn't done a video with cultists in like the four years since those started airing. And I was like, oh, cultists, snap. We gotta, we gotta use Snuggies now. Um, well, it's, I love that the, like, on the boxes of the Snuggies we got, like, one of the pictures of showing how you could use it is just like a woman, like, in a park. Yeah. Like, outside, sitting on a bench in a Snuggie. It just... It's highly seen, problematic. Yeah. Why would you just wear a coat when <laughs> you were outside of your house? And... Uh, the, th- uh, the problem is, is that according to the person that we talked to at uh, Walmart, uh, they had had a, a pretty serious run on them at Christmas, and were were they they had very few left. So we needed five, and the only the only colors they had was the purple, which you saw in the video, of which they had five, and uh, really really bright pink in support of breast cancer research. And uh, not that we're against breast cancer research, pink didn't really work for the video. So we're loading up the cart with all the Snuggies they have, and someone walking by is just like, are you buying all their Snuggies? <laughs> yes. Hey, Why? We got, a hot, we got a hot tip. We're cornering the market. Yeah, but it was just the, it's when we said yes, they paused, and we're just sort of, why? They tried to think about it, they're like, no. No, I still can't think of any reason why anybody would need five Snuggies. Yeah, so we had to explain what we were doing. And they were like, oh, cultists. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And we're like, what world is this that we're living in that the answer, oh, cultists, you know, is like, that's the that's the answer that makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, working them in as a, as, as a, as a joke was, was really entertaining. It's like, that's how hard up they are. It's not just that we're using Snuggies because we need them as costumes, because they were not cheap, actually. Ooh, they were 20 bucks a piece. Uh, and so now the budget we, for that video was at least $100. Woo! And now we have five Snuggies. <laughs> Damn it. Um, they're kind of warm, though. Although, I actually bought Kathleen a Snuggie uh, as a semi-legitimate uh, present for Christmas a year or two ago. And uh, these ones that we bought for this video are significantly more crappily made. Yeah. They're a much Snuggies, thinner... Snuggies sold out. Yeah, they're a much thinner <laughs> fleece, which is disappointing. Uh, and yeah, we went up to Uvic and, uh, shot, uh, shot it up there. Uh, I thought Matt did a great job as the sort of the, uh, accountant guy, I guess. He's yes. the sensible Thank cultist. You. The sensible cultist yeah. or some such thing. Morgan Thank you. Spent, I had fun with that role. Morgan spent most of the shoot asleep. Sleeping. Yes. He was really getting into character. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm supposed to be dead, am I? Great. And we're like... You haven't done your lines yet. Yeah, wake like, up. Wake up and die and then go back to sleep. Um, yeah, I can't think of a lot else. Well, the... Uh, yeah. 
And then the other one was X to Y. Yeah, ways to, ways to close the deal. So this is uh, one that uh, Nate actually wrote. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he came up with uh, all the stuff. And Nate sort of works in marketing and uh, sales and stuff. So obviously this is something very close to his heart. Yeah, he sent me a text and was like, I wrote you guys a video. And I was like, oh, okay. And he sent, because he'd never shown any sign of doing that before in the past. And then he sent it along, and, uh, and and it was good. Yeah, and lo, it was good. And then uh, um, Andy was moving from the, well, not moving, but uh, temporarily was moving from from Vancouver to Shamanus to do to work on a musical for a couple months, and was in happened to be in town for that for like five days, and uh, came by. And we were like, well, heck, why not? Let's let's make this let's uh, let's do this video with you guys, which is great because they uh, they both uh, had. Uh, very good physical performances, which was entertaining. Uh, speaking of physical performances, Alex and Chairs, um, dance, uh, scary <laughs> slash spastic dancing was really. Oh funny. man, yeah. the animated GIF is on the forums already. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that animated GIF. Nice. Hey, uh, I would sign if somebody did yeah. that. I'd be like, obviously, there's something really weird going on here. That's the, I better just get out. That's the one that doesn't. That's the one that doesn't quite follow for me because I don't know what it is that actually makes Andy sign in that case. Yeah. He's just so terrified that he starts signing it. I think he just thinks he's mad tripping you. I guess, yeah. So yeah, he's like, obviously, this is a dream. Therefore, yeah. it's okay if I sign it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was that, that was pretty straightforward. We. Shot that in one of the offices here. The uh, the Godfather one also comes to mind. Nate's, oh yeah. Nate's commitment to the Godfather Act by putting cotton balls in uh, or gauze in his mouth. I believe it was actually wadded, wadded up toilet paper because we didn't have cotton balls or gauze. Gross. <laughs> yeah. You I, couldn't. You couldn't quite tell. That's extreme commitment to you character. Yeah. You couldn't quite tell, but yeah. I like the uh, uh, the commitment to the the good cop bad cop with the crushing the. The yes. Water cup. I that was good. That was excellent. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that one was pretty straightforward. Actually, I led home with the Sam Raimi. Because it's like the pen flying, the pen signs it for it's him. The shortest Sam Raimi ever. And then ever. drops out of the school. Well, we were trying to figure out how we do the Sam Raimi. Because I don't think Nate had quite worked out an endgame for that. He would just, I think he just on his script was like, and also a Sam Raimi. And we're like, how? Could have gone, like, gone like around the room. I guess. It was a limited <laughs> set, and there were certain angles we couldn't shoot at. So, oh well. But yeah, uh, unskippable wise, the episodes uh, two and three of Dead Rising. Yeah, it was, it was just like all Dead Rising all the time. Yes, and, uh, is Dead Rising complete now? Yeah, yeah. only only three episodes. Three it takes episodes. it takes that long to get to actual gameplay. Yeah, it's really like it's we just we just, it just like it just kept going, and I mean there are little bits of gameplay in there, but you don't actually get to like the real game. It's yeah. just like uh, a little sort of preamble thing. So it's. Got a lot of intro bit. Yeah, and the uh, the as we harp on it in in the and in, in sort of the end the end credit comment, but there's there's the the girl in the third episode who uh, is involved with the pro zombie place pro zombie rights group or whatever uh, cure. Uh, she's the only woman in the game so far who talks to Chuck like a normal human. Because uh, both the uh, both of the showgirls from Terror's Reality and then a reporter that you talk to later, they all, like who's never met him before. They all immediately hate him. Yeah. Well, just they talk to him with that like thing, just that dripping 
like contempt. Just, yeah, just they talk like, to him with that contempt, and as, that, and as that if he's already he's already really disappointed them in bed. Yeah, yeah, and that that weird pause before they say his name. It's just very strange. But uh, apart from that, Dead Rising Two is a lot of fun. I I should get back on I should get back on the horse and finish it. Um, or on the you motorcycle. Can, you can do get back on the get back on the chainsaw motorcycle. Do do the traditional uh, practice of playing it after I fall asleep, so I don't even know you played through the game. I should do that. What was the last game you did that with? Uh, did that with a little bit with Fallout. No, what game was it that like you were like I don't want to know Are about this game because it's scary. That, like in the room. Where yeah, the no. I, Kathleen I, I sleeps like a Kathleen sleep. Her cat. Her cat has started waking me up at four a.m. for cuddles because he'll be like. Meow, Kathleen. Meow, meow, meow. I'm pawing at your face. Meow, meow. You know what? Fuck it. Hey, Graham. What? <laughs> Wake no. up. No, I'm tired. It's 4 a.m. Aha, aha, aha. You're awake. Paw at your face. Paw at your face. Paw at your face. Dead, Dead Rising isn't a very scary zombie game. No, it's really no, not. Like, it's a goofy zombie game. <laughs> the point being, Graham has, has played through entire games. And I've been like, when did you play that? And he's like, like, while you were asleep. Yeah, the, the, so I might have mentioned that Tally was playing like Fable now, yeah. but she's, um, this is the point where like she'll get home from work and she'll play Fable for like five hours. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, she'll I'll be like, Tally, can I play? Oh yeah. Yeah. As soon as I've done this. Um, and after five hours, uh, okay, I'm done. You have an hour to play, but then I'm going to bed and the sounds will keep me up. Oh, so no, cool. No, mm-hmm. We're learning valuable lessons in our house about hogging video games. <laughs> you are learning valuable she's lessons also, about... She's Time also asked for Dragon Age 2 for her birthday. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome, but it's kind of like, I think I would prefer to just get it for myself so that she can't pull the, it was my birthday present, therefore I get to play it. <laughs> Clever. That's, that's probably going to go over really poorly if it's like, here's that game you wanted for your birthday, but I got it for myself instead. I just told her straight out, I was, I'm already buying it. We, you will get a chance to play it. We will both play it. I just don't want, she's like, but then I can't pull that, I, it's my birthday card. I'm like, yes. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page here. <laughs> Um, uh, the, uh, there is one, one interesting thing, and I think it's the second episode of the Dead Rising sort of trilogy that we did, which is because the scenes are all done in engine, there's a couple sort of weird things such as, um, to get to the green room that your daughter's in, uh, or that Chuck's daughter is in, he gets, he's got to plow through a whole ton of zombies. So he's got blood all over him. So at the beginning of that cutscene, he's covered in blood and it cuts away and cuts back and he's got a little less blood and it cuts away and cuts back and he's completely clean because the blood just sort of fades it just out. fades away yeah, yeah. yeah and so you're just like wait what you you were just covered in blood <laughs> anyway uh, we got two pages worth of questions that I think we should uh, can, probably can we start more than two pages because uh, it's happened since the last time we did a standard lurecast can we talk about uh, ENN uh, yeah, has it i guess it has yeah oh yes so ENN is done Yes. Uh, which should be mentioned. Yes. Surprise, it was, surprise. It was, I'm sorry that it couldn't... It was loved by... Those who liked it liked it a lot. Unfortunately, just not enough people liked it. Yes, we should, and, yeah, and we're sorry that it couldn't have a grander outro, but such is... Such, such is the way of these things. Such is the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, ENN, uh, from the very beginning, it was uh, liked by, a lot, by us and a lot of people, and we got a lot of positive feedback from it. It got a very good review on new TV uh, that we were all super happy with, but it never... It never really got the audience that I think uh, was needed for it. Yeah. Um, and so we, we kept on changing it and trying different things and ways to make it work. And we did go down to bi-weekly, which was not 
as I think Graham said, because we didn't want to work on it or we're, yeah. we're trying to, to cop out of working on it or anything like that or we're disinterested in it or any of those things that people Yeah, we weren't too busy forum. to do it or we anything. We weren't too busy to do it and we didn't, we didn't not care about it. We really liked the show. Um, but it couldn't, it got to the point where it could not support being weekly. And so the, the choice came down to cancel ENN or make it bi-weekly. So we made it bi-weekly because we wanted to keep it. And mm-hmm. in, in the end, even that couldn't pan out. So it's really, it's really too bad because we really liked it, mm-hmm. but such is the way. Yep. So it's like, like all things you have, if, if you like a thing, you have to watch it, right? So yep. it just not enough, not enough people watched ENN. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, we'll be doing something else, uh, informed by the responses to, uh, you know, to ENN and to the, to the newsroom things. And, uh, not sure when we'll be starting that probably, probably after PAX East. Uh, but so there, there will be something to fill that, that, that ENN void. void. Yeah, the, yeah. Something to fill the news void. And, but it uh, won't be ENN. No. So, but, uh, uh, thanks to all you guys who who uh, were big fans of it, because you know, it, and it was a cause, great run because we were too. And we were we were very, despite the fact that it had to be canceled, we're really really proud of it, and we wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. Word up. Uh, word. So word up. Is yes, it? the extra extra long escalator. Mm-hmm. No, the it won't be guys, as long as last yeah, time. Yeah, the ones you did last time was way worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because the thread was open way longer this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, for each person present, please try and define the term geek in the sentence. Your own definition, that is. And then he also dares us not to speak about magic for the remainder of the podcast. I, but I think there are magic-based yeah. questions. And the, so. but, but then he's also, saying he'll bring us a pie if we don't. Ooh. So do we skip over the magic no, questions to get a pie? skip over the magic questions. We've already mentioned but magic it's, cards. It's the, the, oh, the thing is... The thing is... I think the problem is, last time, there was a magic question. And it was a straightforward question. And I was trying to get people to be like, okay, answer this question. I was trying to indicate that we just answer the question. And it did not work at all. We answered the question and then went off for like five minutes. Hmm. So if there is a magic-related question, answer the question and move on. And I, I, so no, I, no I don't think talk. yeah, I don't think I, he'll have a problem I with that. I think that so qualifies right. us for delicious Yeah, if that still gets us a pie, I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll right, be up so to him. Anyways, geek. Definition of geek. Uh, for me, a geek is um, somebody who has a very intense interest in uh, in something, in uh, an interest uh, more, more I guess, more intense than what you... Like, you, you, a geek isn't necessarily to do with computers or something. Like, you can no. be, like, a fitness geek. Or a or sports geek. Sports yeah. geek or something. Yeah. But it's always... It's, it's somebody who has a much deeper interest in something than the general public and so like it's one of those things where like if you're at a you know at a gathering of people and you ask like a fitness geek uh, you start asking about you know uh certain types of fitness equipment or something and you you realize that their depth of knowledge on that subject is way deeper than it has any right Mm -hmm. to be like borderline obsessive knowledge of a specific field yeah sentence went on a while there before you cut him off sorry right i forgot i forgot it was one sentence i'll go with a carnival performer who does disgusting acts (laughs) specifically biting the heads off chickens Nice. It does say your own definition, but I wrote the dictionary, so... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, there we go. Clever. So I forgot that was one sentence. But. Yeah, but... So, 
on Paul's thing, yeah, you can totally be like a fantasy football geek or a, you know, a car geek or, or you know, a cool, some, name something cool geek, whatever. Yeah. Although uh, most of those people probably Hockey stats geeks. They wouldn't call themselves geeks. No, but no. they're totally Film geeks. geek, music geek. It's the same Hockey thing. stats geeks All right, but that's, cool. that's not... <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, my definition of geek is... What hipsters self-identify with if they don't want to be a hipster? Because hey, they wear glasses and play video games, so they're not a hipster; they're a geek. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I like that definition. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Paul basically said mine. Uh, someone with an extensive, uh, bordering on obsessive knowledge of a given subject like that cats. that they are a. That, that that they themselves are a huge fan of. Yeah, to, I think that mine, if I were to branch it off, Paul's would be like someone who has developed their own, or developed or become part of like the lexicon of terminology around something. Once you've crossed that bridge, I think that you're basically a geek for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. Glitch452 asks, Dear Lurkrew, I've been 21 for over a year now, though I don't really drink because I'm not fond of... Yeah, uh, fond of how most alcoholic beverages has taste. Been older, how, older than I was twenty one. How can you be twenty one for more than a year? <laughs> right. Sorry. Uh, anyways, what over, drinks do you over right? half a year? Okay. Yes. This is a pretty. This is a good question. I'm sorry, not. What was the question? What alcoholic beverages? Yeah. So basically, do you use? he. Uh, who is this? Glitch? Is that a girl? He or, he, he or she? Yeah, um, I don't know. They do not like how most alcohol tastes. So I'm gonna stay right. Go right out and say, beer. Is can be quite bitter. Yeah. If you like things that are bitter and not too sweet, you will probably like beer. But considering you don't like how most alcohol tastes, you probably don't like beer. Mm. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't think anyone starts liking beer. No. It, <laughs> beer is very much an acquired taste. Thing is, though, beer tends to have much lower alcohol content than most drinks. So, because you're in the five percent range, so the actual taste of alcohol doesn't come through as much. Well, I mean, like I think they just mean the flavors. taste of the thing. In alcohol. Uh, uh, well, some people can taste the actual. Cam was saying that for, for those starting on beer, uh, stouts and porters are probably... Mm-hmm. That's a, where I started. A, ...a better place to start. Really? I would actually say lagers because no. they're light. Nope. No. I, Go I with still something. hate stouts. Stouts started... and porters are sweet and creamy for the most part. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're easier to palate if you're... Yeah. Much different, much different taste, way. much... Much more. It all depends on what you like. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, my recommendations really if you don't like the taste of alcohol but you want to start drinking is don't start drinking like super fruity drinks and stay away from martinis. Uh, my suggestion for you is a mint Pim's cup. Pim, mm, Pim's, Pim's, yeah, those are right. They're they're not very strong tasting. Pim's is a gin aperitif, so it's only like thirty percent. They might they might not have it readily available in Illinois. That's true. I'm sure you could find it. Basically, if you can find something called it's Pim's, kind of British. It's mm. delicious. It's just any kind of Pim's cup. Pim's cup. It doesn't have to be a mint Pim's cup. No, I just like mint Pim's. And yeah, you mix an ounce of that uh, into a glass with uh, some ginger ale or or some 7-Up. And then you can add uh, some slices of cucumber. Uh, Strawberries are very popular. Or a sprig of mint. And you just sort of mush it all together. And it's really good. And it's light and refreshing. It's a summer drink. And it's fruity, but it's not like... Wow, alcohol. And it's not yeah, super sweet. It's, I, mean, yeah. me, I mean, the thing with that, though, like, I find with any any of those types of drinks is that, like, Pim's, uh, Pim's Cup, to me, doesn't taste of alcohol at all, right? So, like, it's not training you to, like, alcohol. No, but they're saying it's that just, I don't drink because I don't like the taste of alcohol. No, but it doesn't really accomplish but, but if, anything to get you past that into... Yeah, I mean, if you're drinking... And same thing with drinking, like, ciders and stuff, right? Well, does, yeah. They don't have that um, strong the, alcohol I mean, taste. again, if you want to go to a bar and drink something that doesn't taste like beer... 
but doesn't make you look like a pansy, you can always drink. Pim's like, cup is probably not the way to well, go. Well, no, Pim's cup is not the way to go. Strongbow. Strongbow. Strongbow is yeah. is a dry dry cider, and yeah. uh, it is it is delicious. It, it does, tastes like apple juice. It, it tastes like really. It tastes like sour apple juice. Yeah, almost, I mean, but, but again, it it does taste. I'm only just getting my bare legs myself, so I would I would recommend I would recommend. I Strongbow. really heard that as bare legs. <laughs> um, also, there's the always popular White Russian. They uh, drank yes. them in the Big Lebowski, and they're delicious. They taste like chocolate milk. Basically. I was going to say from uh, from our adventures last week, a rum and coke made with Sailor Jerry's spiced rum. Oh, that's one ounce delicious. of that and a, a small tumbler of uh, of coke, um, and it basically tastes like a spicy vanilla coke. It's friggin' delicious. Um, I'm not a big rum and coke fan, but I could not drink enough of that fast enough. Um, it, you don't taste the rum; it literally tastes it, like a vanilla coke. Yeah, it's really good. You don't taste the All rum; right. the rum tastes. Right. Right. Yeah. Next. Next. Yeah. Uh, dear Dopplers, you're big fans of Magic. Damn. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> have you played Dominion and any of its variants? What the hell's Dominion? I don't actually know what no. that is. No, no, no. Is the, the answer is no. It's a self-contained yeah, game self-contained where the goal is to build an, a Magic-like deck of cards and then play it while everyone else around the table is doing the same. Huh. We have it's, not, it's not actually. No, it's, not, it's a non-collectible magic. game. It's I, a, I, I think I've heard of this game actually. Hmm. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry, no, I, it's not actually. Based I thought on I thought he was trying to say that it was you played it a with. Variant. No, that you played it. It was like like. Well, like Plane Chase, that you played yeah. it with yeah. Magic cards, no, but it's, no, it's, it's a non-collectible game. I, I think I've actually heard. No, I have not. It. <laughs> we, we have not. Kind of sounds fun. All right, uh, I read an interview with Russell T Davies, which said he wasn't happy with the end of the next Doctor. Be- er, yeah, that was one of the David Tennant specials, right? Yes, he, it was the first the, of the. He was not happy with the end. of No, he's not. Tennant? He was not. No, no, no. no, no. no. The, how the end? The is, special, <clears throat> the next Doctor. How oh. that ended? Where, where there's a guy who thinks he's the Doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he thought of a better ending to it after it had been shot and edited. Has this ever happened with one of your videos? And if so, which one? Uh, I'm going to say yes, just because chances are high. I, some, yeah, sometimes... Yeah, no, hang on, yeah. Sometimes I... There'll be... Not, not necessarily, like, entirely be- best, better ending, but there's just, like, after, I, after the video is done, sort of watching... To see things that could be tightened up and to see things that could have been done better. Yeah. I mean, there have been... If there's videos. an entirely different ending, I'll usually... I'll be like, that's funny. I'll use that later on in the script. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there have been, like, variant endings, like, situations where more than one ending gets written for a video. Mm-hmm. The one that comes to mind for me is the is the one that I wrote, the, um, the uh, time one, Time is Money, where the original ending mm. had uh, Nate... Flash forward, like when he's when Graham takes all his time. Right. Nate flashes forward to like a dystopic future, <laughs> and a robot with Graham's face comes up to him and says, "Like, sorry, oh, yeah. you're, we, you're we kind of put the kibosh." Yeah. In. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jared, the the rest of the script is good. How do you propose we shoot this dystopic future with a robot with my face? Braveheart battle in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I was. yeah I wrote a full. I wanted. I wrote into a uh, into a Commodore Hustle first season script. We would have a full musical number, and that never panned out. Well, yeah. you just wrote, "We will have a musical number." But no, not we, actually. no, 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 no. We had like uh, we had like Jeff working on it and stuff. Like, we had, like well, we no, had, actually, we we wrote we like we wrote a bunch oh, no, of stuff. Oh no, we wrote the lyrics for it. We just yeah. needed the music. But yeah, we had plans to do this full musical number. It was like a weird backstory for Jeff, where like he he hates us as comedians because like Wait, didn't I his, write some lyrics for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked on it. 
on it with us because like his dad was like an abusive clown or something. You and I, yeah, were, were like working on that right when we were starting talks on ENN. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was like I. I always that was weird. I would like to do something with a music. I hate musicals, but <laughs> I I respect that other people enjoy musical numbers. So I would like to do something with a musical number in it someday. See the sacrifices I give to you. <laughs> I need to see if I can find that song. <laughs> um, have you guys ever tried or thought of trying a video that wasn't comedy, like a thriller or horror? We've definitely thought of it. Yeah, horror, horror I can definitely see. Yeah, really? Uh, you yeah. can see us trying horror. I don't think we can pull off it's, horror. <laughs> the, well, the, the trick. I think we can like, pull off horror better than thriller. As a, as a, yeah, yeah. As a, like when you're doing, especially independent film or low budget film, there are the two types of films that and work really well is horror and comedy because you can tell. There's a very, it's very easy to tell if you are successful. Like a drama. Is you know hard to even tell whether you tug people's heartstrings, but if it's a comedy and it's successful, people laugh. If it's a horror and it's successful, people are scared. So I can see doing a horror, but I it's the problem I always I always have though is that if I start thinking about you know a horror thing, I'll immediately start thinking about all the funny things, yeah. all the funny aspects of it, and then yeah. I'll just go off and do that. I think documentary is the other one that I've that I've seriously thought of mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, I think we can definitely go places with that yeah. we have certainly done um, done training videos um, true with, yeah uh, I would like to do like something in like I have no interest in doing like drama or horror or anything like that but I would like to do like sort of like not like an entertaining documentary or just like it's the kind of thing where it's like here's a subject you probably didn't know a lot about it's kind of geeky but here's some really cool information in an entertaining way yeah. i would yeah, like to do a actually, funny educational documentary yeah. like the equivalent of a bill bryson book but on film that would be great um the there was a, a point where uh johnny who runs the uh film festival of island um, that we go to was talking about doing like a 24-hour film fest mm. and i remember that my proposal for that was that we entered two teams Team one would make a comedy video in 24 hours and submit it to the festival. Team two would create a documentary about team one putting together <laughs> the document or putting together the comedy video for the film mm-hmm. festival. That would be like awesome. It. I thought that was a great idea. The problem is, how do we do the team two just team one just barely getting the video in under the line? I have no. How idea. do we film that and then also get it in? <laughs> That's the tricky. Fake thing. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, last question. In the last podcast, you spoke about playing characters not like you or not what the viewer is expecting, like Paul and Tally roles in Sig- Sigma Theta Delta or Sigma Delta Theta. Are there any roles in videos you've either not wanted to play or refused to because you thought someone else could do it better or you just didn't like the particular character? Are there any roles that you've done that you think other cast members could have pulled off better? Hmm. What about refused to? We usually try to play to our strengths. Like when they're like, mm. "This person needs to be a girl," I'll like, "Okay, yeah, I will play I, that." I usually, I've, I've frequently bowed out of roles that involve the character being female on account of uh, Kathleen's a lot better at that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't actually think of it. I think of instances of that. I think that the thing is, once someone ends up cast in a role, they basically occupy it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's well, kind of- and so often. I mean, especially, especially now, uh, so often when we're when we're writing, we we almost like at least for me, I I'd say about sixty percent of the time I have the person in mind already, yeah. and I mm-hmm. you know like I can be like like when we're doing the first read through, can be like I think that these, this person, this person, this person should be the should yeah. be the. Uh, 
the these people. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I'm, I can't think of a what of a time where I've done that. The character I will say that I've looked at and gone, I need to play this character uh, the most was probably the uh, the counselor in um, the counselor in the announcer one, the boxing announcer one. Well, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, similarly, I really wanted to play the announcer, but yes, because I love doing that voice. Yes. <laughs> All right. The opposite of the question. Is that yeah. all the questions? Uh, no, 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 that no, was no, the last no, question from that, oh, that guy. Okay. Uh, if and when might we see the return of 64K? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it's, there's no reason that they can't come back. Uh, so I have, it's I, less an if than a when. Yeah, I have. I, I had. I had a song in mind at least. I just needed to put some more work on it. But it's yeah, yeah. possible. Uh, Graham, if you could pick the six men to put in the elimination chamber match, alive, retired, or dead, who would they be? Was this before the 19th? Okay, so this yeah. was before the chamber. Huh. Wow, that'd, that'd be weird. It seems like dead guys in the chamber wouldn't actually be that effective. No, I don't think wrestlers. so. No. I mean, retired ones if it's, if it's like anyone ever, then it's just like, who do you want to actually see? I mean, especially with, I guess especially with a match that's like a like a crapshoot. I guess in their prime is where you... Yes. Yeah, I know, but especially with something that's like such like a crapshoot as a chamber, like you're, it's really hard to... Like advance a like advance a storyline in that sort of match. So it's basically just like, who are some wrestlers you'd like to see? So I like you know like I don't know. Let's 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 bring back Andre the Giant. See if they can fit him in a pod. Uh, I don't know. Let's do uh, Hogan at his prime. You know, back when he was drop. They have like leg drop McGee. Have like Andre the Giant and Big Show and like all the giant wrestlers. Oh, good idea. Okay, okay. <laughs> Be like the most Andre the Giant. Game. Big Show, Big Van Vader. Uh, How about the Kali guy? Uh, Great Kali can't wrestle though. But he's big. Yeah, he is big. All right, okay. Who's, who's, who's big? Van, big? Who's that? Oh, and then Vader? put that Vader wore, a, guy wore the weird mask. Yeah, and then Hornswoggle goes in there. <laughs> Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Yeah, it'll be a hilarious match. Uh, and uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Who else? Um, uh, viscera. Uh, yeah, Viscera, Big Daddy V, mm-hmm. Viscera, and. Um, Oh, what the hell? Big sexy Kevin Nash. Let's go with that. Bunch of big fat guys. Bunch of big dudes. Yeah, that would be the That's worst. Elim- That'd be the worst elimination it's chamber like match. They can't ever. even fit all in the chamber at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and Hornswoggle. All right. Sure. What is your favorite special slash collector's edition of a game? Ooh, Wolf, video game Wolfwoods is Bioshock 2. I was just thinking Bioshock 2. The art book that comes with it is really nice. And I, the prints. The, the, the prints are. I have the, the prints. I have the prints room? framed. Ooh, uh, record of Agoras War. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with, the, with the boob mouse pad and the, <laughs> and the pillow. Um, Am I bad because I don't typically buy collector's editions because they usually come with a bunch of crap that I don't no, want? No, I've never bought no. a collector's I edition. I usually care. Yeah, yeah. neither I'm do like, I. I'm like, yeah, it's just plastic. Um, I occasionally mean, do. The, the, Halo, the Halo Reach one was pretty neat. The Halo Reach one was awesome. Yeah. Wait, what about the Halo one that came yeah. with the helmet? The Halo Reach one was actually cooler, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, it didn't... It can't, what if, the thing came with a helmet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you couldn't wear it. Yeah. It was just a display item. Yeah, I mean, in fact, currently considering tiny. getting rid of it in favor of just getting a regular copy of Halo 3. But it sits so nicely backwards. We're spacing backwards on your shelf. Yeah. All right. Anybody else have anything, or should we keep moving on here? We have a lot. Move on. Uh, what music are you listening to right now? Radiohead's King of yes, Limbs. I'm listening to Radiohead's new album, and uh, I finally got around to listening to the Black Keys album, which I didn't really like. So 
Because, okay. be, because Tally is ahead of me. They should use some of the white keys. Yeah, that's <laughs> the point, yeah. Because Tally is ahead of me in Fable now, and there's lots of VO that would spoil the game for me, I've been listening to Eminem's discography really loud um, <laughs> just to, to blot it out. So I'm, I'm partway through Encore at this point. I'm going to release an album called Discography. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> just, just to screw with people. It's all a song of discography. Um, and it's like, but it's only one album. So yeah, that's just the name of the album. Yeah, he, he, um, he gets considerably softer in his, uh, in his message in his second two albums. Like, the first two are really, really hard. Well, yeah, um, he's, you know, he starts mellows with age a little bit. I don't know, like, three, three and four. Like, he talks about people hating on him for being, uh, you know, nasty and, and violent and whatnot, but he's just not nasty and violent on those records, so mm. I don't... <laughs> he's... Uh, He's he's still not got up to uh, relapse. No, I haven't got to relapse yet. I'm. I, that's the it's, next one on the list. He says some pretty hurtful things on that album. Yeah, I <laughs> I am interested to see how that actually goes because I've heard that that was basically. I think if yeah, I think especially if you've been listening to the discography like going along, mm-hmm. I think that it will be quite a quite a yeah. I because I mean throwback. I, I guess it's funny because I relapse. mostly listened to. Um, to Eminem show and Encore more recently than I had listened to anything else. Yeah, me too. And so going back to the first two albums was very jarring because I was like, wow, this is really, really disturbing. Like, yeah. really quite frightening. And um, and I'd forgotten how impactful those were. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 3 a.m. off of Relapse is entirely him talking about being a serial killer. Yeah. You know, and he's like, he's, you know, he's like, he goes into the McDonald's, or he wakes up in the McDonald's, and everyone's dead, and yeah. there's blood everywhere, and he's like, oh, I guess I killed all these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's songs like Kim off the second album, where it's just like, oh god, oh god, and there's like the reenactment going on behind it, and mm-hmm. it just keeps on building tension and building tension and building tension and building tension, but there's nothing like that on, on 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have been listening... I have been listening to, as Alex said, I pulled some, like... Matrix level hack shit, and uh, actually, in the word in the immortal wor- words of H. B. Gary, I got I I I have made my way to the deep web, which is classified yeah. as like forums that nobody goes to and don't show up in a Google search and stuff like that, and tracked down a copy of Boards of Canada's A Few Old Tunes, which was originally only uh, fifty handmade cassette copies that were given <laughs> out to friends and family in like nineteen ninety four or something like that. Uh, and found that and have been listening to that. And it is very some of the songs are good and some of the songs are bad, but the point is I don't think Boards of Canada are ever putting out a new album, so this is what I'm getting. That and a lot of Ogre You Asshole. <laughs> which is a really good Japanese band. If you like Modest Mouse you will like Ogre You Asshole. Anybody else got anything? Moving on. Uh, what do you use to listen to music? He's just Sort of thrown out Spotify and Pandora. Uh, I don't think any of this. My car, iTunes, headphones, uh, iTunes, <laughs> and then if I just want random music, I listen to. I use Hype Machine. Most, Spotify and Pandora. Unfortunately, Pandora. yeah, most of the the only streaming one that we have available to us in Canada is, is Last FM. Last FM and radio. We pay for it. Radio as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, you have to pay for both. Of them. I mean, you have to pay for Spotify and Pandora. Yeah. If I just want to listen to random music, uh, CBC Radio Three. Uh, which is, mm. you know, our national, our, our you know, public radio service. Uh, radio 3 is like the, the Canadian indie rock, uh, basically, channel for Canada. Is that actually on the radio? You can, it, no. It's not, it's it's not on the radio. radio. You can just, it, they, they program it like radio. So it's it also, just, it is satellite radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can, you can also it's get it on Sirius. You can get it on Sirius. All right. Uh, what's the most trivial thing you've argued with the person to your left about? Uh, 
I look forward There's to There's a your lot answer. of fucking trivial things, yeah. but I uh, have never argued. Uh, uh, James and I yeah. Yeah. cards, probably. Yeah, we've never uh, argued about anything. They are so frequent and so trivial that they all so, blend into yeah. the background. I don't know. Uh, probably something about a movie or yeah, Matt yeah. and Graham argue or something. I'm sure I've had a with love. Yeah, Paul, you have. keep taking up all the air. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that is a that's trivial. Yeah. Uh, Graham and I We're only argue when it's very important. <laughs> uh, dear Lur. Probably feelings like, or some bullshit like it, that. It's going to be something retarded and something, it'll probably be my yeah. fault. So. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> sure. if you listen to old podcasts, you will hear trivial arguments. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's probably something about like some movie and, and how, how it how it should have been directed. Or oh, not. I'm sure we got, I'm sure we've gotten more trivial and how you that. think yeah. it was bad and how he thinks it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dear yeah. Lur, what's your opinion of Worm Goers, blah, blah, blah. I don't like you, Amitiveness. <laughs> it was questions. someone who said, what do you think yeah. of people who post in threads like this, just saying placeholder, and then go back and edit it? Oh, like which it. somebody did previously yeah. in the thread. Uh, oh, which is many why people that, have. Yeah. As long as they successfully um, go back and edit it. I mean, yeah. they, the whole point with this is that you don't need to do that because yeah. you're actually going through all the questions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, somebody whose name, Ne-er-do-er-wellen. Ne-er-do-wellen. Ne-er-do-wellen. As in, as in Ne-er-do-well. Ne-er-do-well. Uh, besides Desert Bus, the various stages involving in making a video and gaming, what's the longest period of time you spent continuously performing one task, and what was that task? Continuously uh, so, performing one task. Apart from Desert Bus, the various stages involved in making a video and gaming. Okay, so it's so uh. nothing to do with playing video games, nothing to do with making a video, and nothing to do with Desert Bus. Easy. Writing a research paper, I once yep. spent, uh, I think, 19 hours in a row finishing up a 30-page research paper. Studying for midterms, because I had a semester at one point where I had three midterms in three days, and uh, like 10 a.m., 10 a.m., 10 a.m. in three consecutive days, and I did not sleep for those three days. I studied nonstop for 72 hours and then walked home from my or got home from my final exam and collapsed into bed for a day and a half conversely how'd you do on your third I did just fine I did alright I got uh, bees nays for all of them conversely mine is probably sleeping <laughs> I'm just trying to think mm. I was like after the first desert bus uh, or or even or even uh, last year's this year I managed okay but uh, last year's I think I probably went home and slept for like 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, being bedridden off a, off a flu is Oh, probably, God, yeah. No, I've had the flu for, like, two weeks straight yeah. and just wake That's up really long enough activity. to take drugs to pass out again. And I was going to say that the, the longest I've ever done stuff is probably a couple of gigs that I used to work at in uh, Toronto for, like, 12 or 14 hours a pop. Mm. That was kind of tough. Oh, actually, the... Um, it's... It, I guess it's not necessarily one activity is a variety of little activities, but the Q2Q dress rehearsal of one of the musicals in high school because that was like a 14 hour day and yeah. it was just you get there you do like you got breaks but you get there you do that and that's it all you do all day and that, that was yeah like that's that. i mean when i was in in high school doing doing uh, stuff with uh with theater and things and yeah getting getting there and like setting up sets at you know eight o'clock in the morning and going till very late at night yeah mm. Ironically enough, after I wrote that term paper for 19 hours in a row and handed it in without sleeping, my prof was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. I vowed, never again will I ever pull an all-nighter for any reason. And I kept that promise to myself until last year at Desert Bus when I had to drive for 24 hours straight. 
For the children. Moving on. Moving on. Gap filler. What's the most remote remote part of Vancouver Island you've ever been to? Port Alice, asshole of the universe. Uh, I don't think I can do better than Port Alice. uh, No, I I mean, I've been to Port Hardy, but that's just the tip of the island. Yeah, and it's it's bigger than Port Alice. Yeah. It's it's basically anywhere down the... Anywhere down the left-hand side, yeah, like no down, down the west-hand side. Of well, the it's island. hard to get I mean, to most the of it. The best I yeah. can do is Euclid, I think. Uh, I can, Coombs? Like, <laughs> that's not remote at all. An hour, for a year. An, hour, an hour west of Port Hardy <laughs> is probably the remote. That's sort of uh, Port Alice area. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna yeah. get you guys for the most remote part of, of uh, BC Loss. or Canada. Well, yeah, the Loss, most remote part of BC. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to. Me. Can you name a more remote part of BC than the town of Cassier, which is uh, right here? Um, I don't know where the only place it's I a can ghost think town. It. It's a ghost town. The only the, if you're thinking real towns, Atlin is right there, and that's probably more. I I have never been to Atlin, but I have been to gas plants in the middle of northern BC, and that's pretty remote, because you're like 40 kilometers well, from there. I've been to a wilderness people. camp out by 100 Mile House. There's people who live on the Queen Charlottes. That's pretty remote. I mean, it's, yes. you're close to other stuff, but you're on an island. True. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's all the islands around here, too, like the Gulf Islands. And stuff. Anywhere you can't just drive to, yeah. then I consider it pretty, which is well, we're on an island. So this has can't. been your useless geography. Yes. yes. Uh, then you blah, blah, blah. Graham has said that season five DVDs are nearing completion. I actually yes. answered that in the thread. Season five DVDs are nearing completion. They will not be not available be, yeah. at PAX East. Uh, no. Do you guys find it takes more effort to do the videos now than it's a job and not just a fun thing to do in your spare time? Do you feel you have more of a responsibility to the viewers now that you're being paid? Uh, well, we definitely have more of a responsibility. Have, I don't. I've. I don't. The the fact that we're getting paid doesn't yeah. make me feel more responsible towards the viewers. No, it's more. Like, I mean, we're, there's a responsibility towards the escape. Yeah, because they're yeah. paying us. Because they're the ones yeah, paying but, us. I mean, yeah, the viewers. No, I mean, just just making sure that we get a video up every week has usual, always been yeah. has always been the responsibility. Yeah, but I mean, viewers. before we were we were, we were like if it didn't go up on Monday, that'd be okay. We just do it Tuesday morning or something, right? Whereas with the escapist, it's a little bit more serious deadline. But we never were like, eh, if we don't get a video up, we don't get a video up. Like yeah, we've always felt yeah. that sort of responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that a give, I don't think that any given video is compared to any other given. Like just, I don't think on average. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily more work. There are certain videos that is like this video is a pain in the ass. Well, I think uh, I think we have gotten more ambitious. Yeah, but so I was like, we have more time yeah, to but, spend on it. Yeah, so. exactly. But similarly, I think we've also gotten better. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Tack, I'm not answering or asking that question. I, no, no, I've got I've got the perfect one sentence answer for it. Uh, imagine, if you will, a they, lol the, cat well, image. The, the question is, where did logic and reasoning go in modern U.S. society? Oh, now, no, nobody no, said anything. Yeah. Okay. Nobody no. said anything. No. Imagine, if you will, a lol cat image. But instead of a kitty, it's Glenn Beck. And he's got that sad, crying <laughs> Glenn Beck face. And it says, "We, I has logic and reason, but I eated it. Hmm. That's, right. There you go. Uh, I am a fish. Have you ever considered doing a feedback section of the podcast where you read out some responses to videos from the forum and then comment on those responses? No, we have never uh, thought about that. It sounds really meta. No, yeah, I, it sounds meta, and it's also like, like we want... If there's something I mean, like if, if you have yeah if you have a question you can ask it in in these threads but we don't want to like we want you guys to be able to say whatever you want about the video like occasionally we do take issue with it and we talk about it in the forums but we don't want to be like this person said this and this is what I think about them. There's actually an awesome in uh, in Daniel News Network TV show which you guys all should be watching. 
uh, there's a not like in the first episode, there's a great thing of her responding. It's like this person tweet, you know, wrote this tweet toward, towards us saying like that we had a factual error in one of our, and it's like, thank you. And then she like then goes into this whole like character attack on the person who did that tweet. It's like, yeah. you live at this address and we can see that you are a sad, pathetic individual. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if there's, if there's like a certain trend in thing, like if a bunch of people are asking a certain thing, we often do address it in the, uh, in the, uh, talking yeah, about but just randomly, art. randomly isolating a forum post isn't—it's not fair to the person because they—they don't. There's, there shouldn't be an expectation that we're going to do that. I think that's yeah, weird. and they don't get a chance to respond. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So if there's if there's like a question about it, then we'll definitely answer. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, dear Lur, I was wondering what your main party for the following RPGs. Um, let's not answer all of them. So pick one: Final Fantasy VII, Nine, Chrono Trigger, Mass Effect One and Two, and Dragon Age. Well, Matt. Ha- having only played Final Fantasy VII, Nine, and Chrono Trigger out of those, uh, let me think for okay. Final Fantasy VII, my loadout was pretty commonly um, Cloud, Sid, and I think Red. Really? I think. Wow. I always want Cloud, Sid, and Yuffie. Oh wow! Yuffie's Yuffie's. Second tier three limit break is one of the best limit breaks in the game. Cloud, Vincent, and Red. No, no love for Vincent. Mm. Too unreliable. I, 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 I don't remember my loadouts. Just, 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 just like good, right? I never liked Vincent very much. I usually had Cloud and plus one other, and sometimes that's why I didn't like Vincent because he's a whiny bastard. Um, moving on, Final Fantasy Nine. Um, for me, it was always. Uh, uh, Zidane, Steiner, Ico, VV, or not Ico, uh, Zidane, Steiner, Garnet, VV. Yeah. Yeah, that was me too. Same. Yeah. Ico has a lot of utility in parties, but uh, Garnet or Dagger is always, almost I, always better. Again, yeah. like, I kind of felt like those those characters were like the ones that got really well defined right off the bat. And yeah. Hence, they were the ones that just stuck at the, got, ended up my party the yeah. entire yeah. time. Um, uh, Chrono, Robo, and Glenn. Uh, Chrono. Glenn and the bad guy whose name slips my mind. Magus, Magus was yeah, mine. I, I played with Magus as my main guy until Chrono came back, and mm. then it was. I think mine was actually the same. It was Chrono, Marl. Oh, Marl, uh, Marl, was... and uh, Frog or Glenn. Glenn, yeah. Um, Mass Effect One. I don't think we need to do every single one. Well, I mean, oh, we may as well go through it. Two Mass fair. Effect One and Two are almost the same in both cases. Yeah. Well, Shepard, Garrus, and uh, um, Kalen. I, or Caden was mine. Yeah, I I did I had Shepard. Um, I think, and I think then two. I think uh, one pure fighter. So I think it would have been Ashley, and then uh, Liara. Right, um, and then one. Mass Effect Two for me was Shepard, Garrus, and Legion for most of the most of the game. When I didn't, How when I Legion for most of the when game? I didn't have Legion prior to getting Legion, it was um, Shepard, Garrus, and. Uh, the main dude guy, human dude guy from Cerberus, who I can't think of the name of. In the oh moment. yeah. Um, the next question. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> is dear doctors Lur, if you had to fight a flavor of ice cream in a Metal Gear Solid boss battle, what flavor would you fight, and what boss would it be? Uh, Mint chocolate chip. Nice. Be a cool boss. That's yeah. pretty dangerous. Well, it, it would oh. be, there would be a whole... Rocky Road. Black Sesame. Ooh. Mm. 
never had black sesame oil. Tiger Stripe? It's really good. Mm, Tiger Stripe. Wow. Actually, 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 Tiger Stripe would be a good name for a Metal yeah, they, Gear They character. could totally make a Metal Gear Boss cycle themed after ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky Road would be just Moose sort of tracks. like... Moose Tracks. <laughs> yeah, like Moose Tracks would be like a... Chunky game. Monkey. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like a Mega Man boss. <laughs> how, about just, how about just named after Ben and Jerry's flavors? Yeah. Um, Wazelda asks, Hey, so assuming you're going to film another bunch of Daily Drop at some point, have you considered dropping something on something instead of dropping something on the ground? I think it'd be awesome to see a soccer ball get dropped on a cake or something heavy get dropped on something made of glass. <clears throat> a so, tennis the, ball on a basketball to see the yeah, bounce. Would be those cool. are solid ideas. We don't necessarily know that there's going to be more Daily Drop shot, and if there is, we don't know when that'll be. Uh, but one, one thing will be... Uh, one thing we plan to include if uh, if we ever get a chance to uh, shoot more is fire. Yes, everything will be on fire. <laughs> We're just gonna drop a week of drop things on all fire. the same. No, no, just everything that we dropped again. the first time, but yeah. now on, on fire. fire, on fire, that and then be so and then cool. and then everything again with liquid nitrogen. <laughs> and, then, and then liquid nitrogen and on fire. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, uh, and then out of a railgun. We don't know. <laughs> uh, foul gun. sorceress asks a few daily drop questions. You have an approximate cash value of the oh. stuff being destri- uh, destroyed. Uh, no, no. Kind of been, I think in all in it was in like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, two or uh, three hundred bucks for yeah. the, everything. Uh, no, no, it was way more than that. We spent like four hundred dollars at one at at the grocery store just buying the food. No, we didn't. It was two hundred and fifty. Well, that's just and that's just the grocery store. We yeah. also went to like Winners. I think it was about five or six hundred bucks. All oh, yeah. five, five or six. Okay. Yeah. Really? So, I think okay. Graham, yeah. what you're saying is the cost was about five hundred. About five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Xbox doesn't factor in because it was yeah. free. Do you prefer things? No. Oh no no no! Right, we, I we did. We had to buy that from for like thirty yeah. bucks or whatever. Yeah. Do you prefer things that break or things that bounce? Uh, it depends how uh, cool s- they bounce. I gotta say, break. Break. Yeah. yeah, probably some, break, but it's break and splatter are are really kind of neck and neck it's, for me. The bounce, the bounce ones are sometimes surprising though, because the bounces mm. usually happen faster than actually, you can actually see. Yes, true. the deformation of Barbie's legs, for instance. Hit boy, all <laughs> um, oh, the legs of God. Go like, Glitch asks if there were an LRR anime made, what sort of anime would it be? Oh, it would totally be a harem anime except with Kathleen I- and us. Yes. <laughs> Had to go there. That's uh, next. I, Done. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. By the way, say Shepard, Miranda, and Tally. Ah, ah. all right. Uh, what board games do you guys play? Oh, we haven't played board games in a long time. We should uh, do that. We actually just played. Were you not there? When we, we, we had declined. I didn't play it. I was. Oh uh, right, you were ill. Yeah, we played Seen It, which is a lot of fun. I'll tell you guys that, that I would Decl- love to play well, with you guys because I think yeah. you'd really enjoy it. Have yes, you guys heard, heard of uh, Kill Doctor Lucky? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um, really. I want to play. Board game night. Yeah. We had, Tally and I also have been playing a fair bit of Carcassonne recently, which is always fun. Uh, did you guys ever watch Code Monkeys on G4? I watched I watched, I watched like one episode of it. I, yeah, I, I found some of the stuff kind of funny on it, but uh, I found all the sort of the, the like stuff they were trying to do with the making it all um, pixel art and having like the life totals and stuff just distracting. Like it was, I can see what they're trying to do with it, but it was a bad idea. Well, it was, it was a little unfocused. Did you ever watch Code Monkeys on G4? Oh. Um, Had a good theme song though. Okay. Code Monkeys by Jonathan Colton. Here's a okay. It's a magic question. What is your favorite tribe? Ooh. He says his is Mir or maybe Merfolk. 
Gotta say goblins. I love I'm gonna go with Mirror, I think. Kobolds. Vampires. There are many of them, but they're awesome. Yes. Actually, he just said, what about your favorite no longer supported tribe? He says kobolds. Fairies? Kobolds live in my heart. We kind of sort of missed fairies. I've heard that they're really strong. I heard they were super awesome and aggro, and therefore I want to play them, but I can't. Bring back fairies. Also, they're probably all pretty. Turn to Bitter Blossom. Uh... Dear LRR, okay, this is this is another magic question. Uh, what uh, what is one one magic card in standard that you love and one that you hate? Oh, knowledge pool. Knowledge pool is a lot of fun. I love knowledge pool. Um, I'm gonna say I hate Jace the Mind Sculptor yep. because he's fucking broken and he's ruining the metagame. Yep. Like, just everything about that card is atrocious. I go with that. He costs, yeah, like, he costs $80, he's under-costed, overpowered, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Hmm. I fucking hate that card. Uh, card I love. This is insane. Card I love that everybody else at this table probably hates. What? Iona, Shield of Emeria. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. <laughs> annoying. Uh, I can't really think of a card I hate other than Jace, just because for all the same reasons yes. as Alex has it. Card I love? Suffer the Past. Yeah, It is good. such a late game. <laughs> I like Terra Stomper because it can't be countered and it's really well cost. Terra Stomper is it's hor- actually it's, it's, it's probably efficient. it's probably under costed. It's way under costed. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, it's an eight-eight trample that can't be countered for six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pyromancer Ascension can suck my dick. Yeah. As for a card, I hate Vampire Nighthawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, well, I like yeah, Vampire Nighthawk. They're, they're, yeah, they're like it because it's, it's also awesome, but it's broken. Blood yeah. Witch. Have you? Suck no, my Cal- dick. Calistria <laughs> Highborn is way more broken than Bloodwitch. No, it's the it's the pro white. We're getting off, getting off topic. Sorry. Getting off topic. Uh, have you guys considered doing sheer stupidities and releasing them as bonus videos? Because oh. while not really clever, the fun with microwaves and caroling on Halloween are hilarious and seem like you had a ton of fun doing them. I haven't done that in a while. We uh, don't get up to a lot of sheer stupidity yeah, these I mean, days. Because we're smart. The problem is they take, they take a, as much work as a regular video. They're actually probably more some work cases, to edit. More work to edit. Yeah. yeah, and so, I mean, we can't really do it as like, oh, this is just for fun, throw it out. I mean, it was sort of a, I th- like, I'd, it was sort of a thing that we came to at, at one point that was like, you know, it's other people are doing stupid stuff, uh, and in some cases, you know, as well or better than we can do, but we can do sketches better than they can do so let's yeah. focus I mean on I don't consider fun with microwaves to be sheer stupidity really no I think I think we might have called it that we at did the time just because that was a category we had but uh, but I yeah like the fun with microwaves type stuff I, I quite enjoy but uh, yeah just a uh, sort of messy I mean we sort of do the on location stuff which in some ways is kind of like a sheer stupidity sometimes mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. us like dicking around uh Momenkel asks if any of us who don't drive have started getting our licenses. I have. Um, in fact, I got my L, and then they were like, we lost your information. You have to come back. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, dear Dr. Lurer, are any of you still playing Left 4 Dead 2 regularly? Nope. Uh, no. Have you heard about the new community-driven campaign called Coldstream? Nope. Nope. All right. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Dear Kathleen, does it seem odd that I have a sticker on my laptop saying, hello, go huff a dong? No, I think that is a perfectly good message to broadcast to the world. Nice. How successful is Tom Lehrer's song about the elements with getting the ladies? I was impressed. All right. We're one for one there, then. Yeah. Uh, the Jester asked, do you guys reckon I should make the last page in this sequence? It would have all the rest of the crew in individual panels looking up to that panel in the corner and the final panel would have you... It's, a, it's the Thundercats... Thing? Did you guys see the jester drawing yeah, the Thundercats thing? Yeah. 
Um, Jester is getting really good at drawing. I've seen his drawings posted over the forums over the years, and he's getting very good. So I gotta say, like, I, I I like fan art like that. Thundercats is kind of lost on me. I never yeah, I actually never watched, watched it. Yeah, neither did I. So uh, if if you want to keep doing it, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> but, so yeah, go I mean, right ahead. Cool. But. Yeah. Dear various doctors, is there anything you always find yourself doing when playing a game? E.g., smashing everything in sight, always going for one combat style over all others, etc. Hoarding too much stuff till the very end. Yeah. yeah. I do that all the time. You always you always end end the game with all the consumables that you were supposed to. It's like, oh, that would have made that boss fight way easier if I actually yeah, used the thing that I was supposed to be using. I'm super stingy on consumables. Yeah, Because I know that they're so, like, well, I don't know. I guess, I guess certain games have taught me. Uh, to, to be wise with the things I carry. Yeah. I mean, playing an archer, refusing to advance to the next area until an area has been completely explored and all side quests have been finished. Yes, same. Steadfastly mm-hmm. ignoring, stead, like steadfastly refusing to. It's like, okay, that's the direction of the plot. I go the opposite yeah. way. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And and then, oh my goodness, you have to go save the world. The final confrontation is starting. Great, I'm going to go do side quests. Yep. Well, everybody does. And then yeah, I have always interest in the game and never actually beat it. I yeah. tend to brute, waste, brute force my way through just about everything, rather than trying to play strategically or using my abilities to the best of say, my ability. That's why you played through that part in Halo so many times. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Halo, I got much, much better at doing that. Using the, like, on Legendary, particularly in Reach, you really had to be strategizing your way through rooms. Yeah. Uh, that one part that I played so many times in Halo Reach, I literally had no way well, also, left for my guns. Also, Halo, it's like, okay, I'm going to go left, and I got killed. Okay, this time when I go left, I know what to do. Go left, oh, all the enemies are in completely different spots, completely different weapons. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, no, the the one part I got stuck in, I had, like, little, like, a couple of energy pistols around on the floor, and an assault rifle, and I was up against shielded dudes, and I had no other options for guns, so it was, like, just trying again and again and again in different ways until I managed to pick them down. Yeah. Turns out there are... A lot more questions. A lot of questions. Um, three questions from J.V. Sullivy. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. My apologies, J.V. Sullivy. <laughs> the first question goes to Matt and to anyone else who might be an ex-GameStop or EB employee. I know it's becoming a bit dated, it's but back, like most people. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually. But back in October or November, The Escapist ran the Confessions of a GameStop Employee series of articles. I was wondering if you could share views on these articles and whether or not you had a similar or differing experience. I read them, and I thought they were quite good. I had a couple of little things. I actually posted in response to a couple of them when I disagreed or when I thought something was sort of different from my own experience. But I thought those particular articles were really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I I tend to have a lot of sympathy for the GameStop employee. Yeah. Um, so when, like, when people start, like, even the, like, the whatever zero tact or whatever it is the guy who was like ripping on GameStop as an employee, um, mm-hmm. sort of knocking off Yahtzee's style to do it. I, I don't know. I, you get a lot of people who respond to those things with like you know GameStop employees are all dumb idiots and stuff like that, and it's like, well, no, they're, no, I they're have it. Th- most of them are trying to do their job the best like, they can. Every, I mean. Every sort of retail job like that, especially when you're dealing with something that not all your consumers are knowledgeable of, uh, yeah. is it, you're going to have you're going to have stupid customers. You are also going to have uh, employees who don't have the patience to to deal with customers whom they perceive are stupid, regardless. But my biggest sympathy for people at EB is that the company will never 
ever stand behind them. Yeah, they yeah. never have your back. And the policy... Like if, if they will say to you, this this is the way you have to do things. You must do it in this way, or you will get in trouble. Yeah. And then you will do it that way. You will stand behind the company You will and, and what they have told you to do. Yep. And if someone phones the hotline and complains, the hotline will say, that employee was wrong. They shouldn't have done it. It is their fault. Go back to that store, and they will fix it for you. Yeah, and then they call the store and say, "Go do this," and you don't, as an employee, get in trouble for doing like for enacting the policy. But, but the, customer, the customer thinks you're an idiot. The customer has been told that you lied to them. Yeah, when you absolutely did not, and that is absolutely irreprehensible. The, oh yeah, and I mean the other thing, frankly, is that that is all in line with the sort of draconian policies about video game returns and whatnot like which are fairly standard across all retailers sure but i mean frank people take it up with eb more because they're a specialty retailer yeah and a lot of people just don't know and don't understand and it it might be true across all retailers of video games but it's not true across all All retailers of everything yeah so when people come in and say i bought this game and i opened it and I don't like it. I want to return it. And you say you opened it, so I can't do that. I got called. I got called as a a, uh, a nasty, greedy Jew uh, by a customer. Yeah. And and uh, of course. But in that instance, the manager was then allowed to say, "You customer, get the fuck out of my store." Yeah. <laughs> but wow. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I've had some really serious insults leveled at me too for shit I didn't do for like completely irrelevant. Matt's stuff. manager had an Xbox thrown at him. Yeah. What? An Xbox those things, thrown across the counter at Those him. things are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> he caught it and put it down. It's like, would you like a bag for this so you can take it with you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so people are people are shocked by the policies and then then which the employees have to enforce and then are told that the employees are wrong about it. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Bad so news. That's, the second question in Crapshot 97 the seat Graham's voice over at the end says next week we hide his shoes <laughs> uh, well this was done to great comedic effect I was hoping to have a follow up Crapshot <laughs> any chance we yeah, see it in the sure future we'll do another one like sure that. Exactly. There, have been, there have been surprisingly large amounts of continuity in Crapshot yeah. mm-hmm. uh, third while skimming the loading ready wiki I noticed that Graham is the only one whose wiki page mentions he has a mother <laughs> Well, Kathleen uh, has no mention of a mother or a father. We're all that babies. So, it's true. so Nothing to all of you without mothers, I'd like to know your origin story. That's <laughs> yeah, true. If it's not on the wiki, it, it doesn't actually. Exist. I, I have a father. Uh, uh, he uh, sent away for me by mail order, I believe. Yep. Like that's just how they do it in New Zealand. I was conjured into existence by Roscoe to justify his own existence. Nice. Uh, mm. um, Trimantha asks a series of questions. Uh, I, I think we can. Rip through. Uh, what novels are on your read lists? Your to read lists. I don't have one currently. I don't have a novel on my to read list, but I have a book that I've been meaning to read, which is Tokyo Vice: Stories of Like uh, an American Reporter with the Tokyo uh, Yakuza Crime Squad. And actually, I've got the book. Steptoe's book. To read. Actually, a, a list of books yeah, to read. Steptoe's book and a book that Kathleen got me for Christmas, which is uh, As You Do by Richard Hammond, which is sort of like. His behind-the-scenes accounts of certain, of like a couple seasons of Top Gear. Mm. I watched the Vietnam special last night. That's so, good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, no. I, uh, um, I've got um, "You Know Nothing of My Work" by Douglas Copeland on uh, Marshall McLuhan because I think I need to learn more about the guy who I'm named after. Nice. Because my middle name is Marshall. Cool. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm about halfway through uh, Unseen Academicals, which is the, the latest Terry Pratchett book. Oh, nice. Is that, is that a Discworld no- yeah. one? Or? Nice. Yeah, it's about football. Is it about the Unseen University? Soccer, yeah, soccer, <gasps> soccer coming to Ankh-Morpork. 
soccer slash football. And it's got like it's it's all it's all about the wizards. The, it's about the wizards. It's about the wizards. I'm buying that book now. <laughs> That's on my to read list right now. They're my favorite characters. Right, next question. Right. Oh, sorry, got, Uh Name of the Wind, the third Game of Thrones novel, and. Clinton Boomer sent me he, he's a guy who's written a bunch of Pathfinder stuff but he, he wrote a novel which has nothing to do with Pathfinder hmm. um, and he sent me a reader's copy of it because it is getting published and I was I'm a jerk because I only read halfway through it and then put it down and haven't picked up again but it's quite good read Name of the Wind yeah. it's so good I, I just finished it yeah. the next one comes out I, I know the next like one's March. coming out and that's got me thinking about it again oh so. it's so good yeah. Uh, and uh, another magic thing. Which cards from Mirrored and Besieged are you most wanting? Go for the throat. Ink Moth Nexus. Or Thrun. I'd like a I Tesseret for fun. Uh, I have all the cards from the set that I actually want for my decks right now. I, I want some Black Zeniths and maybe some more Slagstorms. Mm. Just Wrath in it mm. all day long. And uh, do you agree with the following logic? Knowledge is power, and power corrupts, so therefore we should send kids to go to school and be evil. That's a logical fallacy. Okay. All right. What happened to... corrupts? Power corrupts. Yeah. No, knowledge is power. Oh, and power And power corrupts. So, yeah. Hey, we have a new premiere. What? We have a new premiere. Oh, okay. Oh, did Christy Clark win? Whatever happened to that video project Morgan was doing during his summer of couch surfing across North America, will we see the spoils of his journey? Um, the, no. the, the plan for that was banking on Morgan actually coming back on time when he said he would, which he didn't. No. So, no. Uh, how did Unat's music become associated with LRR and Daily Drop? Do you, ah. do you know him and ask him, did you ask him for permission or did the escapist already have a deal with him? Uh, that second one. I was like, we need music for the Daily Drop. And Russ was like, what sort of music? And I'm like, eh, this sort of music. And he's like, all right, I'll ask Ian, who did the theme for Unskippable and Zero Punctuation, and he's their go-to music guy. And he's like, um, he's like, okay, I'll ask Ian, but what sort of stuff? And I'm like, ah, this is like science-y, it's hard to describe. And he sent me, he sent me the track, Old Movie's Not Terrible, and was like, something like this? I was like, oh man, yeah, something like that. And he's like, okay, I'll ask Ian. And then like a week later, he's like, Ian's having some real trouble with it. Do you just want to use that track? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. And uh, yeah, the Escapist has a has a deal with uh, to use his catalog. Yeah, so great stuff. Here we go. Very interesting titles. Mm-hmm. Um, for personal information, who went uncredited as uh, uh, for the Stinger? Uh, that was you. Oh, Graham that was Graham. me. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Discount deities. Can we expect more dodgy Canadian Texan in future videos? <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's neat seeing Bill in the credits again, but couldn't you have worked in an on-screen cameo for him? We didn't know he was going to show up. He yeah. just he just appeared that day, and we're like, you want to hold the boom? <laughs> yeah, he does hold it very high. He does hold it well. As, as surprising as it seems, we actually plan our shooting schedule out in advance, right? So... We, uh, you know, when it's like, Bill's here. We're still filming the video that we bought all the props for. Sorry, right? <coughs> uh, given the shared location, was the seat crap shot filled at the same time? Yes. Was the Matt James stuff in the stinger thrown in just to get Matt James shippers hot under the collar? No, yes. James just did that. I just leaned over, yeah. Uh, Daily Drop Rockfish. Did that fish look as creepy at the time as it does in the video? Yep. yep. Yes. And I assure you, it smelled way creepier. Oh, God. <laughs> Indescribable smell. Uh, also, what was with? You can describe it as really rotten fish. Yeah. <laughs> also, what was with the controversy? I don't want to get. Know. I, I yeah. don't want to get into it. It was people objected for dumb reasons. Three sixty, surprisingly sturdy. A, I figured you'd taken the crowbar to it. Well, we didn't. 
We did actually. We just never think, actually. Yeah, I think we I, tried to pry it apart so that we could actually film the inside oh, yeah, of it, but, but it didn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's it is just a big metal computer case inside. Yes. Taking the crowbar to it actually took a lot more effort than just cracking it with a crowbar too. Um, these are mostly just comments, less questions. Thank you for your comments. Music nerds, your opinions on the return of Godspeed, you Black Emperor. I had heard they had come back. Now, I've like I've always been aware of them, but never like oh my god, God speed you back. And so I'm like, okay. I seem to recall enjoying what music of theirs I've heard. But are, are any of the crew familiar with the Uvic Order of Pi? Yes, I am yes. familiar that it, with its existence. They're awesome. Um, Lord Crusher, we've already dealt with that because the site is version eight now. Um, is it possible to auction off the ENN crest if you won't if you don't need it for the next project? Huh. I, we might, we, I think we might want to keep we, that. Yeah, we might keep that. This one's from Morgan. He's not here. It's a question about epic meal time. Um, uh, cramping our style, those guys. Why doesn't Paul's character in Hustle play magic? Because Paul uh, in real life in, doesn't play magic. Well, yeah, well, he plays, but... In real life, I don't actually collect magic, so... Yeah. I, I play it occasionally, but I don't actually collect it, so... Uh, shouldn't it's this, based on the real life. Shouldn't this thread have been locked nine hours ago? Am I still in time to have my question answered? How yes. much creative control would you be willing? If, if your question is in the thread, it is in the thread, right? Like, yeah. So, how much creative control would you be willing to give up if you were able to get on TV or earn more than you currently are making? That depends. How much. That depends a hundred percent on a variety yeah. of variables. Yeah, yeah, that's a slippery. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting question, though. Yeah, like it, like if it was a situation where it's like we're buying the name, loading, ready, run, and uh, your catalog, and you now now you have to do this stuff. Then nope. it's like, well, no, no. no but you know, if it's like in addition to all that other stuff you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, do this TV show, and we want you to do a TV show like this. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, well, we'll think about that, and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. But that's not really something you can just answer. And yeah, I mean, a, it's like if you are commissioning us to do vacuum. something for you, then obviously you have you do it. You you have uh, all say as to what the content is. But if you are taking something of ours, yeah, and if it's, like, if it's like okay, so load it, you, we've just bought Loading Ready Run, and everyone but Paul is off the show um, to be replaced with other actors. Named after the original actors of Loading Ready Run. Yeah. Just more attractive cool. people. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch, watch that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't joke. If there was a Loading Ready Run TV show, the first thing they'd probably do is replace me. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. David Spade play. as is Matt Wiggins. Loading Ready Run TV show with all of us replaced by different people and... Like us just writing it and like directing, directing people. That'd be kind of funny. Directing actually. like our avatars. <laughs> Except my avatar would be a blonde nineteen-year-old because they think that's what sells, and I'd be so angry all the time. My little head would explode but, with rage but, every single day. But think of the, but think of the demeaning stuff you could write her to do. It wouldn't be the same. Mm. Uh, do any of you still play StarCraft Two? Yeah, I do occasionally. It's a damn good game. Would any of you like to play with this man? I would have to would require my playing online, which I don't really do. Okay, a lot. James, his name is Bitmaster. <coughs> cool. Uh, what's your favorite riff tracks? Ooh, Twilight was really Twilight good. Was really funny. Yes, the room was Star Trek, and it was amazing. The room is amazing. Oh, uh, I love the one for Casino Royale, even though I love that movie, just because it's very funny. Um, the room one makes the movie tolerable. Yes, it does. Like, Barely. You, you like, cannot watch that movie without. Dude, the track. that's like putting a drop of honey in strychnine. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you have when you're faced with like an eighteen thousand minute sex scene, 
Oh, oh, God. oh, yeah. oh it's in my brain! <laughs> 18,000 minutes. Um, oh, I can see him thrusting still, so off. I will never laugh five. as hard as having seen that sex scene on TV blacked out in New York, yeah, where it's like so the, the black bars are just constantly moving around screen. Wait, what? And it's like all you can see is like this, t- like it less than a quadrant a of the it was screen. It was aired as a joke on Adult Swim. That's awesome, and they, yeah. they censored it by black barring it but it's literally like at one point the only part of the screen that's visible is like the pillow at the top of the bed and the rest of the screen is black that's amazing that's, part, that's a huge improvement what's the scariest thing you've ever seen Pro- scariest probably means scariest just scariest, spelled it with too many r's like in real life or a bear oh Actually, that 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 moose, we, like we were a little close closer to that moose than I was comfortable with. Oh, moose are fine. Well, <laughs> until unless they unless bear down unless on it's you. mating season, and then they're pissed off. Yeah, yeah I mean, I recall stepping out of a tent at one point, and there was a caribou right there, with big antlers, and I was like, hmm, that could be bad. Kyosigen. Yeah. Um, this is, the, this is the second last post. Pardon the multiple questions. This is the first time I've actually posted an Askler thread. Recently got into Minecraft, God help me, and I was wondering <laughs> if Alex plays it straight vanilla or uses mods. I it, don't use any mods. In fact, I, I actually don't even use smooth lighting. It's I, go, I don't use any textures or anything. I kind of like just the way it is. Uh, I understand that people do that a lot, but... Uh, if so, did, which ones does he recommend or do other crew recommend? Uh, I've, I'm told the painterly pack is good. I use the painterly pack. I well, think it's, there are mods I think it's, on servers. I think it's pretty. Yeah, that's true because the well, servers, I, well, yeah, the, the server servers you play on use cool. mods. Yeah. yeah. Like I like set home, but I, I haven't had access to set home. Is time. super important. My teleportation stick doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss that thing. Does Kathleen have any interest in Nintendo dogs plus cats, or her, or are her real cats enough? You know, I actually like played like an R4 version of like one of those cat simulators and it was incredibly boring because I have real cats and I was like oh, well I the thing is Nintendo Dogs wasn't so bad the Nintendo Dogs was great I have no the thing about the thing about Nintendo Dogs plus cats though is that you've got like uh, Golden Retriever and Friends and Dalmatian and Friends and Poodle and Friends or whatever and they each have each of those has like ten different kinds of dog and everything uh, across all of those games it's the same cats in each game and it is uh, short hair, tabby, Siamese. <laughs> That's it. Cats are definitely the same. Cats are majorly an where, afterthought. Where's the Maine Coon? Uh, Who was Maine Coon in Friends? I, mean, I might be tempted. I think the, the issue there is dogs are interactive animals mm. in more of a like playing with capacity. Yeah. And yeah. you can't play with cats. You can play with cats. Yeah. You just come out of it on the losing end of that battle. <laughs> well, you do, because you play with them like dogs, and then they're like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> do I, I look like I bark you and, you, with- and make you clean up my shit? No, no it's true. It's I mean, true. Like, n- Nintendo cats still make you clean up. Done, by, done like Nintendo dogs, just cats would be a lot wouldn't, of, wouldn't like, work. the cat doesn't feel like playing with you and is sitting over there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The cat is still sleeping. Yeah. yeah. The cat's just giving you the finger. Yeah. It's like, Leave the me cat alone. is tolerating your existence. Uh, also, Kathleen, the only Shin Megami Tensei game I've played was Persona 3, uh, Persona 3 Portable. Will I enjoy Devil Survivor Overclock? Now, I didn't enjoy Persona 3 because I found it was too school sim. Uh, and, you know, that's a personal thing. Like, I like all the other Mega Ten games that I've played, but it was just like, oh, so much school. Um, but Devil Survivor was really, really, really good. I'm going to buy Overclock. I recommend you buy it, too. I think if you like Persona 3, you will like Overclock. I like Devil. I think you'll like Devil Survivor no matter what. It's a very good game. 
And if they made Persona 4 for 3DS, which is speculated, uh, I don't even care if they add anything to it or not. I'd just be willing to play for that game again. It was that good. Um, How much longer till the next hustle? Just a soon or similar response would be nice, but if you you have a more specific answer, don't hesitate to say so. Eventually. Soon. Uh, soon. I actually have most of the script done. I just need to uh, figure out what else. Like, right now... One thing sure does happen, and it takes three pages to get there. So it's sort of like, maybe more should happen. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Or, yeah, I'll take care of it. Uh, and lastly, what are the top three games coming out this year that you're anticipating the release of? Batman Arkham City. Mm-hmm. I know it just came out, but I really want to play Bulletstorm. Same. Oh, so uh, good. Portal 2, obviously. Yeah. It's, coming out, yeah. it's coming out this year. Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age 2. in like two weeks. Plus, Mass Effect 3. Uh, Mass Effect 3 and Skyrim. Skyrim. Basically, that is my entire year is these gigantic RPGs. So. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. You're I'm, actually excited for that? I, yep. The other games in the Final Fantasy 13 series actually don't look half bad. Uh, um, the, the PSP one looks pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, it's not It's not Final Fantasy 13 anymore. It's Final Fantasy Type 0. zero. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And then there's Versus 13, and then there's the, like, other 13 Versus 13, and... my reaction to that trailer was like, why are you putting this off so long? This looks amazing. I know. Make this it's game, please. Final Fantasy 13 made by the Kingdom Hearts team. And it looks like it kind of plays like Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, please, more. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, though... Once they finally get that out, please, please, God, please, Kingdom Hearts 3, get on it. Jesus Christ. We've waited long enough. All right. So, uh... Is there another Professor Layton game supposed to come out this year? Um, yes. 3DS. Yeah. Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. No, there's a 3DS one. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. That, that, that. Put it... In my friggin' oh, yeah, and Sword and Sorcery EP for the I for the I things looks interesting too. Oh, yeah. I know there's another game that I want this year, but I can't think of what it was. It's slipping my mind at the moment. But Batman Arkham City is very very high on my list. Yeah, no, Sormo asks three quick things that uh, I can rip through pretty quick. Uh, since you've discontinued ENN, what are you going to do with the ENN desk? Firewood. Uh, it's, it's just a desk. Yeah, so it's, it's not something it's, that we would auction off. Well, no, the, the background is. It's also. It's a very poorly made desk. Right? Yeah. Uh, is Graham actually terrified of creepy dolls or is that a trait of the hustle character? No, I think they're adorable. And what program do you use for 3D effects like the Jack Planks pork fried butt steak logo? Uh, Cinema 4D. It is a multi-platform Mac or Windows uh, thing and that's why I like to use it because it can be Mac or Windows and it's not incomprehensible to use. It does have like, a what? really weird windowing interface. And yeah. Well, yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah, it's a, not a very good port on Mac. We now have an hour to get food and go and do our panel at the local anime con where we're going to answer a whole bunch of Basically questions again. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we got to leave you guys. Oh, but, I'm so uh, hungry. But we hope that you enjoyed our talking about stuff. Stuff was talked about. Sign off in your crappy Texan accent. I know, right?